0: This episode of the F1 Girlies in the Race is recorded on Ngunnawal Country. We pay our respects to the traditional custodians of the land and to their elders, past, present, and emerging. This is and always will be Aboriginal land.
1: Hi, hey everyone. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> hey. I'm
0: Miss. <Mitch. laughs> I'm Geneva <laughs> and this is our episode of the F1 girlies in the race where we are talking yeah! all things F1 Academy. Woo! So F1 Academy officially launched this past weekend at the Red Bull Ring in Spielberg, Austria and oh my gosh, <laughs> oh my gosh, so much. <laughs> I think I'm just going to kick it off and say straight away, it was so hard to watch yeah. F1 while attempting to follow the live times. It was yeah. it was so difficult. Like, yes, the live times were good because at least like up the top they had the action that was happening. So they'd be like, oh, mm-hmm. like this person has been noted by the stewards, etc., cetera, and stuff like that. Yeah. But it's so much more difficult to just see times and like – People's names moving constantly. Yeah. With while you're attempting to watch the sprint <laughs> the sprint shootout at the same time. It was honestly so bloody chaotic. Hard. And if you haven't listened to our last F1 episode, I was talking about how I had to watch the race with like live written tracking. Thanks, Becky. But I really wish that they would do something similar for the F1 Academy, right? Because yeah. They've finally released like the highlight of the weekend, which you can watch on YouTube. Mm. And it's incredible. Like, if you haven't checked it out, watch it, everyone, because it actually shows how close and how exciting the F1 Academy is. Yeah.
1: But this just frustrates me because the biggest backlash they've had recently is that everyone wants to watch it, and the F1 company is just not distributing the live coverage. Yeah.
0: So, I, I have two things to bring up about this. So, for starters, okay. if people don't know, last week, the F1 Academy released information on where you can watch. Under, so, on the F1 Academy website, under Guide to the F1 Academy, it tells you where you can watch. So, they released this information last week. And essentially, it's saying that the only way you can follow this is through live tweets Their Instagram story or by watching the actual live tracking times and then they will they they're then creating a 15-minute program which will be available to all F1 rights holding broadcasters by the Wednesday following the race events so you'll also be able to watch the program on F1 TV F1 Academy and the F1 social media channel it says then on the Monday following the race week a race highlights video will be available across the F1 Academy, F1 social media channels, YouTube, and F1 TV. So this is my question, right? Because obviously the highlights I've watched isn't the Mm. program that they're talking about. So where are we meant
1: to be watching this program? I haven't even seen it pop up yet.
0: I imagine maybe it's only on F1 TV because when you go to the F1 Academy website, there's still nothing under videos, Unless they're waiting for like the
1: last minute (laughs) of Wednesday. very confusing. (laughs) Yeah.
0: But anyway, you can watch the highlights. It's out now on YouTube and I would highly recommend because it is exceptionally entertaining. But this does bring me to my second point about not being able to watch it, Mm. right? Is I think, I believe it was Lydia. Is it Lids Laugh Love? On TikTok. She yeah. she had her own critique on this. And something she brought up was the fact that, like, they knew that the F1 Academy was happening this year, right? Like, it wasn't something out of the blue mm. that they had planned. Yeah, it was planned. So why are we waiting for the 2024 calendar when you could have easily slotted this in to the 2023 calendar so that, for example, weekends like Baku, we have F2, we have F1, and we have the F1 Academy, like, yeah. it just – it it all just feels a bit, like, a schmuzzle. And the fact that they only released this, what sure. like, the day before the weekend actually happened in Austria, it was, like, were they still trying to get rights? Like, were they trying to still get broadcasting
1: rights? And it just all fell through. Like, I just – I just don't – I just don't understand. <laughs> I Yeah, I really don't understand their take on this because they're so, like – we want women to – get into motorsport. We want to promote this. We want this to make a huge change to motorsport. Um, but it feels like they're putting so much effort into it because the graphics are beautiful. The website's beautiful. The social media is amazing. It's they're doing stunning. great highlights. and They're doing so many good things. And now they're releasing those little like
0: mid- mini videos on like Instagram as like a little fun get to know you, like yeah. media stuff with the drivers.
1: So it's like, oh, if I finally get to like get to know you sort of stuff. But, it, but then they're just like, nah, that's it. Exactly, that's all you're getting.
0: And it's like I'm I'm gonna actually read us through some of the like highlights because it's it's actually insane to watch. Like these cars are yeah. so close together. In race one, at one point they mm. had six cars that were in the chance of taking out the the podium like that's insane
1: like okay it's been a while since we've seen that exactly
0: <laughs> I, it feels very similar to f2 where it's like really close right with with the drivers yeah. and the cars which makes it so exciting to watch and like for example in race one they had a three car like i'm not gonna say pile up but they had three cars go off track you know which yeah took out a few drivers and then you have like a few spins and then how like the Roden team got disqualified and qualified so they had to start at the back of the grid but then abby pullin is like up near the top like in that top six like and it's it's so exciting to watch and then you have the second race which is then again that reverse grid order and it's a similar thing like teammates are battling each other for these positions like no one's giving way like it's all so close And it's just so exciting. And the other thing that I love about this is that pretty much every podium that we had had, like, a mix of people, right? Like, it wasn't just the same person, it wasn't the same three people. And that, again, (laughs) like, makes it really exciting. Like, yes, Marta took took out, like, number one in two of the races. And then Hebda also did, like, an incredible job being on the podium for, like, two of those races. But... It, yeah, for me, I'm like, this is really exciting and I'm so disappointed that we can't, like, watch it. Especially... It makes me so sad. Yeah, and especially for Aussies, right, because we have really bad time zones to watch races. Yes, do. And honestly, yes, you can be as dedicated as you can be a fan, but sometimes you just can't yeah. watch the races. And, Literally,
1: though, 100%. And then
0: luckily we're able to watch replays and we're able to, you know get up early in the morning and rewatch that race before we have any spoilers and things like that. But when yeah. it, but when you're relying on that live time, you can't do that because you can't go back and re watch yeah. the live time, right? So then you have mm. to hang out and wait until Monday to then watch the highlights real. It's just it's just such insane just- <laughs>
1: I'm like, did someone just like royally mess up in the, like in the office? Like has someone been fired because they've just royally messed up this entire calendar and this entire season?
0: I have no idea, but yeah
1: yeah it's really upsetting
0: but um just to summarize the races and the podium so race one it was taken out by prema driver marta garcia so in the history books the first ever winner of an f1 academy race yeah that's pretty cool oh incredible like just imagine that just like to all of these women right being in that first race would just be so yeah. exciting. Like, you're making it It's history. so iconic. Like, oh, so good. Um, and then in the race, it was... You know, if
1: we're doing this in 10 years, we may do a what in the history of the F1 Academy. Exactly.
0: What? <laughs> <laughs> and we can talk about this first race, which I'll have no coverage <laughs> of. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! <laughs> okay, so then second in the race was Narea Marty, who was then disqualified. So Campos Racer, who was disqualified, which we'll talk about in a little bit. And the third okay. was Bianca Bustamata, who's a prema racer. And the fourth was Jessica Edgar. So then because Nerea got disqualified, Bianca came in second and Jessica came in third. So that was our first race. Our second yeah. race then had Amna El-Kabasi, who's an MP racer, take out number one. Then we had the art racer, Lena Bula. And then three went to our Campos racer, Lola Lovenfoss. So that was the second, and that was a reverse grid. But even then, oh it God. was so tight the whole way through. And then race three, we had Marta Garcia take it out for Premier again. Then Hamda from MP took it out. And then her sister, Amna, from MP took
1: out third spot. So they were all the podiums for the weekend. Yeah. Very talented family, can I just say? I know. I so have two children in
0: that. Incredible. And the fact that they're both racing for the same team. Like, that would be such a special so journey, right? Like, being on that yeah. with your sister and be like, okay, we're like in the F1
1: Academy together. But it's also just like, stay out of my way. Oh, I will beat you. Yeah.
0: Like, you know? They were fighting each other. In some ways... <laughs> not not physically but i mean country. like on the track
1: but did you actually know uh, this was something that i saw on tiktok on her um her page so hamda had a serious car crash Yes, i saw that as well and came back like proper like and ca- needed surgery to recovery yeah. yeah just incredible and the full on physiotherapy journey Absolutely incredible I and I think like we really just need to remind ourselves like this is such a dangerous sport. Yes, but then to come back <laughs> at know? it like incredible.
0: Incredible. But now we're going to get to some of the news headlines for the weekend that happened. So the first thing that happened was that the Roden Carlins, Abby Pullen, Jessica Edgar and Megan Gilks were disqualified from the qualifying sessions For an unintentional technical infringement. So essentially what happened was that the team put on unapproved parts onto the cars.
1: Okay, surely they would have known that. (laughs) So it was on the floor. (laughs) Under the side. Sandbags! (laughs) I'm sorry, I had to. So what? It was just, it was on the floor So to it was the side. on the
0: floor under the side pods of all three cars, uh, which breached Article 1.4 and 4.3 of the technical regulations. As a consequence, Pullin was stripped of both pole positions. Um, and Shit. Yeah. <laughs> and then they all started at the back of the grid, um, regardless of the reverse grid. So even for the reverse grid, they were still at the back of the pack. Mm. Um, so that was one of the headlines. I'm actually
1: quite intrigued by this. Sorry to interrupt you, but. Like Does the FIA step in Like you know what I mean Like it's the F1 Academy It's like a training Program The penalties And the It would yeah, all be Under the FIA Punishments Because the FIA is the The founding father No I'm sorry I don't know why <laughs> I said that the
0: FIA stands for The founding father um, But from my understanding The FIA is like In charge of all Like motorsport okay, Rules and regulations Okay Rather busy
1: Yeah but it's very interesting, though, that like Race 1 scandal, disqualification. And you know what I thought? And we can't even watch it.
0: But yes, I can't believe how much like infringement has happened, considering that they are all meant to have the same cast.
1: Literally. I was like, um, which, okay. Which leads me to
0: our second news headline, which was that Nerea Marti was disqualified from Race 1 Again, as it was found that the Campos racing car was not in compliance with technical regulations.
1: (laughs) They were just like, you know what, we're saying we have the same car, but we don't want to. We want to put on our upgrades. I don't understand how they think they're going to get away with it. The fact that it's like not even just... Like,
0: I can understand Roden, right? Because all of your engineers, all of your team, you're all making the same mistake, right? But for one driver, you're yeah.
1: <laughs> wanting to have this happen. I'm like, oh, <laughs> what were you doing? Scandal. I feel like we need Lewis there, like, doing inspecting the cards, like, walking by. <laughs>
0: George as well, just standing With the hands behind like, the back. George, mm, just inspect the little gander.
1: Get Seb back on the grid. Get him to inspect the cars. <laughs> yeah.
0: but yeah it wasn't a post-race investigation it was found that car number one had a measure on the front chamber shims i will probably pronounce that wrong but anyway below the 3.5 millimeter requirements which again, it broke Article One Point Eight of the technical regulations. Regulations,
1: <laughs> regulations. Oh my god! But also, my question is: How do they find this? Do they just do random inspections, again. or was someone like, um, I think Rodin has broken the rules. Like, can you please have a little? They
0: must. Up. They must be just like cracking down on it post races, right? And just checking yeah. everything. And then, I, and then I believe you can also have, like, random checks on your car. So, maybe because mm. they were, like, on the podium or something similar to, like, how athletes have to
1: have urine tests, maybe they, like, test yeah, the maybe top three random. cars. Yeah,
0: and just double check.
1: Yeah. I'm very curious as well because you know how in F1 we have the 80 kilogram limit for the drivers wearing all of their gear mm. pre and post race. They have to be a maximum of 80 kilograms. I is it Would it be the same for F1 Academy? Surely it would be the same. I'm sure that they have weight limits Surely as well. Surely it would be the same. It would yeah. have
0: to be. I imagine so. I want to say yes.
1: I'm taking, yeah. I'm taking
0: a bold yes on that one.
1: Surely. <laughs> and do you think it's 80 kilograms for like everything? Like Formula 3, Formula 2?
0: Yeah, maybe it it's is. It's just something oh, that's maybe popped it's into my mind. We can I'm look so into. curious. Maybe yeah. we'll save that for one of our Formula 101s about the rules Love on the weight. So, you know, follow us on TikTok and Instagram to find out about that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) F1girlies.podcast.
0: Oh, but we're going to take a little break and then we're going to get to know a few of the drivers. Do you like watching 20 gorgeous men drive fast cars around unique
1: circles? So do we. Join us, Geneva and Nick, while we talk all things F1, we will dive into paddock news, debrief on race weekends, and share our love for Lord Percival and Sir Dritt. We'll discuss what it's like to be girlies who love F1 and debate if no, Michael, no, was actually right. Join us every second Tuesday for the F1 Girlies podcast. Okay, welcome back, everyone. We are jumping right into the next team we're introducing, which is... MP Motorsport. So, just a quick little background on MP Motorsport. This team is from the Netherlands and they were founded in 1994. So, here is a quote from their website Our team exists of more than 20 nationalities and it's the stairway to the pinnacle of auto sport. Oh, I love that. We stage a team in every series under F1. So, that includes F4, Free Car, F3, and F2. It's kind of
0: crazy at how many like athletes they have part of this team. Like it's actually really cool. Like apparently they race in like over 50 sports. F- actually, I t- it's not sports, sorry. F race, 50
1: races sorry 50 sports <laughs> but it's just aggressive. like 50 sports <laughs> but it's so interesting because it's like with f1 you know we're so focused on these 10 teams and these 20 drivers but then when you step outside and you're just exploring the other sides and the other aspects of motorsport you're jumping into f2 f3 we're talking about the f1 academy we're discovering all of these different companies and different teams yeah. that are doing so much yup And contributing so much to the motorsport community. And it's just so interesting that you actually don't really hear about it until you sort of step outside and then you're like, oh my gosh, this is intense. It's so exciting. But um,
0: this is actually such an interesting conversation that I saw a content creator talk about is – I think Mm. the question that they posed to people was like, oh, how do we make, like, the sport more exciting and stuff? And someone brought up the fact that in Formula 1 they should have relegations and promotions like they do in soccer. So if your team, for example, if your team is at the bottom of the F1, like, teams, so, for example, Williams last year, so instead of them continuing in F1, they drop down to F2 and then the top team in F2 gets promoted to F1. Yeah, and I was like, that would be insane. Like that, that would be, and then that happens so across all of the leagues, right? So then yeah. it's like if you do really well in F3, then you can bump up to F2, and then you can bump up to F1. Like,
1: is there a suggestion box on like formula1.com? I, I wish <laughs> that would be so interesting because it just makes the stakes even higher. Exactly. Like, I read now that even to get into Formula One, if you wanted to have a team pop it into formula one we're talking what 400 million just to buy into the competition billions
0: if you read steiner's book um he talks about how he wanted to create an f1 team and he knew he needed a billionaire like a billionaire he was like
1: like (laughs) not just
0: a millionaire he needed a billionaire to start his team yeah
1: oh my god wait so is it his team
0: it's Jean's okay, team. Okay, I've got to read the book. <laughs> it's, it's Jean's team, Jean's team but, but he constructed found it. Founded it, yeah. God, I love that. Yeah, man. you have okay, to read the book. So <laughs> Everyone, you have to read the book. It's so good.
1: <laughs> There's also an audio book with Gunter Well, that's why I'm narrator. listening to it at the moment, and it's so oh, actually,
0: it's fascinating. It's so, oh, so interesting. Excited. Everyone get so it. So did you actually go audio book? I did go
1: audio book, yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay, I'll have to jump on that after this. Um, But jumping back to MP Motorsport. sorry. (laughs) um, So, (laughs) we love a side note. So, the first driver that I want to introduce is Hamda El-Kwabasi. So, she is 21 years old and started her racing career in karts in 2015. I still, women are amazing. Okay. So, started her racing career in karts 2015. In 2017, she finished third in the IAME X30, let's go with that, (laughs) was just going to go with that championships before moving to Italian F4 in 2019. In 2020, she won three races in UAE F4 before making a return to Italian F4. Another Formula 4 UAE campaign brought three wins and six podiums amounting to a P4 finish in the standings. Last season, Hamda took part in the all-women's FIA F3 test at Magnica's. (laughs) And last season, Hamda took part in the all-women's FIA F3 test. So, that's pretty incredible because it's, what, 2023? We're talking eight years.
0: So, this is my question about Formula 4. So, does that mean different countries have Formula 4?
1: Yeah, that's what it's just pointing out to me. Last week we were
0: like, oh, I think it was, was it, I can't remember the driver's name, my apologies, but one of them then went to America for the Formula 4. It sounds like this is the United. The United Emirates. Yeah, their F4 and then the Italian F4. So now I'm just wondering if F4 is kind of like more of like a a global, like you have countries have their own F4 and then from there you go into F3, F2, F1. Um, we should also note that Hamdar is from the United Arab Emirates. Yeah. But such a talented person, right? Oh, such a talented like, person. From, from 2015, 21 years of
1: age. Gosh done. <laughs> These people are so talented. This is giving us hope. This is giving us hope. Let's just pop down. Have a little cart, see where we're at. I really think we should see if we need to try and start. I actually am very excited too. We may be better than what we think. We just um, to but get maybe our we should next. leave it to the professionals. <laughs> exactly, and I honestly don't think I want one. <laughs> but anywho, going on, moving on to the next driver from MP Motorsport is Emily DeHouse. So Emily started in carts in 2019. My mind is getting blown every time. Um. Dehouse claimed the Dutch Winter Cup Senior Series title and finished fourth in the National Championship in 2020 and claimed the Dutch Winter Cup Senior Series title and finished fourth in the National Championship in 2020 before moving up to single-seaters. She participated in Spanish F4 in 2021, which was followed up by a switch to the W Series and and got some points on debut in Miami this year she has raced in the UAE Formula 4 championship with MP Motorsport so once again so talented can I just do my quick maths so yeah also
0: um Emily is Dutch so driving for a Dutch team as well but she's 20 years of age and she started only karting five years ago is that am I doing quick maths again
1: yeah, yeah. She started at 15. That's incredible. I feel like every time we do these little bios, I'm like, incredible. it's like incredible. Oh my gosh, I I'm blown it. away. <laughs> it gives me hope for my future goals, you know? Okay, moving on to our next driver from MP Motorsport, which we are introducing to you today, is Amna Al Kwabasi. Okay, so Amna is the older sister of Hamda, which is just incredible. Because to the fact that we have two siblings in the same team, in the same competition. This is like program, my dream of having Charlotte
0: and Arthur at one point in F1 oh, together. Oh,
1: <laughs> that would be nice. Like It might happen though. You never know. Like Hulk,
0: Hulkenberg or Magnussen leaves Haas and then Arthur joins Haas and then I've been fighting it out. That's that sweet. would be my dream.
1: Because Charlotte's the only one with like a sibling who is actually competing. I think so. In... I think so. I know
0: that Lewis's brother is also a driver,
1: but he's not in
0: for like he's not in oh. formula. Formula oh, okay. driving. I don't know what you call it.
1: He's not in the formula. He's not in the formula um. family. <laughs> <laughs> So, Amna started her karting career in 2014 and has raced in multiple championships since she was 14 years old. Appearances at the Rotax Max Challenge World Finals, X30 Euro Series, and Italian X30 Championships brought strong results. And she moved up to Italian F4 for 2018 with Prima Power Team. She has since made appearances in Formula 4, UAE, F3 Asian and most recently Formula Regional European Championships. There are so many different championships. I feel like now we
0: really need to research the different leagues because I'm like now they have... F3 as well? Like in a different country? Like,
1: okay. I'm I, this so is my, confused. This is my next...
0: I, I will get back to everyone listening. I'm so intrigued now.
1: I, Like, I'm not a strong swimmer, but I feel like I'm drowning in motorsport. Like, I'm trying <laughs> to understand it sure, all. I know. Like, it's Grr! like
0: the, the deeper you go,
1: the bigger the hole. <laughs> <laughs> <Literally>. <laughs> I feel so inappropriate, but I love it. Um, So... <laughs> Those are all the drivers from MP Motorsport. Yeah. Yep. And can I just say that Amna is 23 years old. And
0: so their driver numbers are four for Hamna, five for Emily, and six for Amna. Love
1: that. They don't get a choice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just chronological order. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm really excited. I'm like, this is, again, it's going to be really hard to follow with Miami coming up, but. I'm keen as a bean. I'm going to try and watch those live results more. <laughs> I know. I, I just... Because I think it will yeah. be at an actual t- different time this weekend because they're racing in Valencia, Spain, um, which on our Instagram yeah. we'll post the times which you can watch them. But hopefully that means they will not coincide with sprint <laughs> shootouts and we can actually follow it properly. <laughs>
1: I feel like I'm still recovering from the chaos and trauma of the last weekend of racing. Like, I was so happy because there was so much going on, but I was like, ah! So much.
0: But I'm not prepared. I know. But I'm so glad that we have the F1 Academy. And again, if you haven't watched the highlights on YouTube, highly, highly recommend. Because then you can see how exciting this sport is, how close it is, and just how incredible it is to see the talent of these drivers. And I think it is because they have the same car.
1: For sure. Which
0: means that it's, like, closer. Everyone is, like, skills and... uh.
1: we don't have people getting a 10 second advantage you know
0: (laughs) unless they get disqualified Um, (laughs) but um, that's all we have time for for today so if you've made it this far thank you so much for listening thank you as always and we will catch you in our next episode of F1 in the race to talk all things Valencia Spain Woo!
1: (laughs) bye (laughs) bye (laughs) This podcast was brought to you by Cliche Media Group.